You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing, everyone? And welcome to Brothers Just Searching, where we study God's word and talk about current world events to educate and to edify the believers. I'm your host, Isaac Hayes, along with Bo Robin, Anthony Hayes, and from the show Under the Lights, also a good friend of mine, teammate, competitor, all of the above, Jordan Taylor. Guys, how y'all doing tonight? Great. Great. Amen. Jordan. Welcome to Brothers Just Searching, man. We're glad to have you. Honored to be here. Thank you once again. Got some nasty weather on the way, but I'm glad we can get this Amen. in tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, we were supposed to do it last night, and Marco did a polo on us. He just went opposite of what he was supposed to do. But uh, I thank God that he allowed everyone to be here. So, Bowen and Anthony, how's your week been going? Uh, Pretty good, pretty good. Had a good week so far. Yeah, y'all getting ready for that hurricane or what? Everything nah. ain't gonna be much. <laughs> <laughs> that that's our meteorologist right there. You know, hey, he ain't gonna be much. He ain't gonna. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, as we gonna go ahead and move forward now, I want to go ahead and give some uh, shout outs before we start on our topic, which is gonna be Christian athletes and Christianity in sports. Uh, Jordan is our brothers. Just searching sports source. I told him that the other day. If we need some sports answers, we go ahead and ask him, and uh, he goes ahead and gives it to us. Um, New Beginning Fellowship Church is at 519 Parkway Drive, Embro Bridge, Louisiana. It is our home church, and we love our little church. We want to spread the gospel, preach the word, and we just love being part. If you want to hear our message, you can go look up their podcast, New Beginning Fellowship Church, BB. You got to put the BB in there. If you don't, there's millions and millions of New Beginning Fellowship churches out there. Defender of the Faith, our associate pastor, uh, Daniel Pena. Daniel Pena used to be a, a guest here on Brothers Just Searching. He's here every so often, and uh, he has a podcast talking about current world events, end times, and does a Bible study. Also, Hayes' Dump Truck Service. My mom and my dad are great people. They love the Lord, and they supplied us with a place and some equipment to do this podcast. We just love them, and we want to thank them for what they do. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Leah and to Andrew Wilkes in Baton Rouge, First New Testament, Theology on Fire, their podcast. Go ahead and check them out on Apple, Spotify, and Google, and any other platform that you listen to for podcasts. And I'm going to go ahead and do one shout-out, and I'm going to let him take over the reins tonight on this shout-out, Under the Lights with Jordan Taylor. It's a Facebook Live show. Uh, does some great giveaways, does some great sports analysis, analysis. and uh, I'm, I had the honor and privilege of helping Jordan at the last Facebook Live and was a great uh, interview, and it was uh, Mike Breaker, correct? And Mike, Mike went ahead and broke down the MMA and UFC and a local fight that uh, Jordan was sponsoring, and it was just great. Under the lights, go check him out on Facebook. Uh, Jordan, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you at that point. Just tell us a little bit about Under the Lights and where it came from yeah um, about almost a year ago we were um, in the high school football ranks and we were in week three and it just came to an idea where hey I feel like making some picks this week who, who wants to join me and then it took off from there and now it's come to a live stream it's come to a play-by-play it's an interview it's um we're sponsoring people now we're uh, giving away gift cards every every show so it's um it's grown from a year now and what a year it's been and um like you said earlier you can find it on facebook instagram 
and um, we do a show every every few weeks or every week uh, once we get some um, guests that are interested. And um, it's a Louisiana-based show that covers Louisiana uh, sports, high school. Uh, you notice we covered MMA last week, and right. um, we also go into the slow pitch ranks and cover a lot of live streams there. So a lot of Louisiana-based sports that we cover, and um, we greatly appreciated that everybody's jumping on board for this crazy ride with us. Hey, that's, that's, that's how we started off, a little small, and we're working our way up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a great blessing to be part of your programming and to help you all out. And uh, brothers just searching, we were reaching out to people that that have a passion for media and helping out everyone, every way we can. So we appreciate uh, you coming on here tonight and telling us a little bit about Under the Lights. Great, great show. It's just, like I said, man, last week I was I was ready when I heard he was talking to uh, Mike, and it was just, it was a great interview. I, I'm still thinking about that interview right now. Yeah, well, Matt, Matt was a... Uh, Matt, Matt, right. Matt's a great guy. He, he poured out a lot of knowledge. We stayed on the phone for 55 minutes with right. him. And um, we never ran short of words with them, and it was, it was a great show, and um, I'm greatly appreciated that you were the executive producer that night. I mean, I don't, I don't mind at all. And look, I'm going to promise you something tonight. We got, Lloyd, we got Lloyd here, our producer. The light would not fall on you this time. <laughs> we had an issue with Facebook Live where a light came tumbling down. It was not my fault. I'm just saying, not my fault. But, uh, but that's under the lights. Also, one more shout-out to my brother's book. The New Kingdom with Liberty Man and the Evil Stone. Great book talking about heaven. And, Boogie, you got some things in the works, man. I was, uh-huh. You was talking about that earlier, trying to ex- expand your borders. Yes, yeah, so we have plans to try to get my a Facebook thing going. We're trying to uh, slowly get some media out there to promote it. So I had some good, I uh, had a couple of people from church that told me, like, hey, we really enjoyed it. And you can tell they met it. And they, they, they really enjoyed it. So it's, it's great when you do when you write books or you're doing something like this and people really come and say hey we really enjoyed it you know you maybe it's not means of dollars or means of people but to me it's better than nothing you know it, it shows that your work wasn't totally in vain so uh, thank god for that so amen amen well before we get on our topic just one more quick reminder please like us on facebook Go look us up on Brothers Just Searching. Also, wherever you're listening to, if you have not yet, please hit that subscribe button. That subscribe button helps you and help us. It helps you get all the new episodes for Brothers Just Searching. Also, it helps us to get the word out more about Brothers Just Searching. It can recommend to people. It will help people look up our podcast and just have a great time, you know, just listening to God's word. We appreciate if you like hit that like button. Also, pray for us this weekend. Everyone in this room is impacted by the hurricane that's coming, Laura, keep us in your prayers and just ask the Lord to cool that thing down, to stop it, and it don't hurt no lives. And there's everything going on in the world today, just keep it in prayer. So, all right, so since we had Jordan on, and me and Jordan sat down and we talked a little bit about the podcast, and Jordan, you're into sports, you do under the lights, and we're a spiritual podcast, so we was wondering how we can go ahead and mingle that in together. And as we were talking, I felt, and I was in prayer, and I felt it was good to talk about the Christian world in in sports. Uh, we have a lot of examples of Bible-believing Christians and spiritual people that play sports. And we want to go ahead and talk about that tonight. Being a Christian in uh, a popular sport like the NFL, NBA, and all them things. So, Jordan, if you want to go ahead and take it away, my brother. 
Yeah, I want to touch on the Tebow, uh, Tim Tebow from a few years ago, and then I'll let y'all um, say what y'all thoughts sure. are on the situation. So, Kurt Warner, a former NFL quarterback, was a similar outspoken Christian athlete. When somebody professes their faith and he said, I was the guy for a long time, people automatically think when you praise God, it's because he he makes passes go straighter or helps win games. When you lose, they say your faith doesn't belong here. Your God's not helping you win to his most uh, fervent supporters, and there are many. Tebow was never just a quarterback. He was a champion of Christianity and shoulder pads and a wholesome, fearsome football player who loved God and touchdowns in that order. It uh, Terry Eggs found Tebow preachy. He seemed too good to be true. But he still won two national championships, a Heisman, uh, and graduated from the University of Florida. So um, I'll give it over to y'all three. What y'all think on uh, Tim Tebow? Me personally, when he played against LSU, I didn't like Tim Tebow. <laughs> but uh, but as for his faith, you know, Bowen, for show prep tonight, remember I showed you that video of uh, Tim Tebow's testimony of one of the national championships putting John 316 on his eye black. And always before that, that's where Philippians 4, 4, 5, uh, 413 came popular. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. me. Yep. And uh, Tim Tebow, man, I, I admire Tim Tebow what he stands for. He preaches the gospel. He's, he's not playing football now, but his impact is still over the world, uh, all over the world. Just recently got married. And I think Tim Tebow was a prime example uh, Jordan, you mentioned Kirk Warner. Kirk Warner's one of them them ball players that just went ahead and was outspoken about their faith. Would would go ahead and just bring in uh, Kirk Warner. Just mentioned him. His Hall of Fame speech. Should loved it to this day. In his last moments, he praised God. And Tim Tebow was always the same way. Tim Tebow would always say, first off, I want to give thanks to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ." That was a, a testimony of him. He was bold. And that's, that's what a lot of Christian athletes need to do today is be bold like that and not back down from where their stance were. Got any thoughts? <laughs> well, not really. I remember when, uh, when that happened, I was like, I remember in the Bible when Jesus said that uh, they'll persecute you, you know, because what you believe in and the world's going to hate you, you know. You got to realize, I mean, I'm not really expert on like you are or you and Isaac is about sports. But seeing that, I realize that the people in the industry, they're against Christianity. That's, that's like Hollywood is. People don't realize Hollywood, your entertainment industry whatsoever, they're run by, the way my understanding is, so I could be wrong, but they're run by a lot of people who they're not, they don't go to church too much. <laughs> they're not too much God lovers too much. They're lovers of themselves. So... When you had a guy that did that, I remember when they made fun of him. You know, I remember that, and it kind of broke me. You know, I was like, man, here's a good guy. He's doing the best he can, and here they, because, you know, he had a John 3.16, you know, they, you know, they blasted him. So Now, uh, you, now you see, after John 3.16, when yeah. he did that on his eye black, I believe it was a year or two years after Tebow graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Um, they took that. They they said y'all can't put nothing on the eye black no more because they was afraid of Christian athletes doing that. Now the NCAA, I think they were targeting people mm-hmm. because a lot of uh, Christian athletes coming up in Bible college was following Tebow's example. Well, this is the thing. 
and uh, and, uh, and it does go to this in a way. They, we got people out there. They got a crazy notion about separation of church and state. They think, well, you can't bring God into the into football. You can't bring God into the schools. You know, you blah blah blah, whatever. But the thing is, if you look through history, it was never intended for that. It was just the government. It was for the government not to hurt the church. It was not the other way around. It's not the government telling the church they couldn't do nothing. So we have this crazy notion today. People think, well, you separate church and state. You can't do that. No, it was just to protect the church. It was not to protect people from the church. Big difference. Right, right. So that's where I think a lot of that comes from, you know. And then that's the thing, you know, because it's funny how we start off with Tim Tebow because when you think of Christian athletes, mm-hmm. that's the first person you yeah. think of yeah. is Tim Tebow. And I honestly don't think Tim Tebow ever wanted to be on a pedestal that high. You get what I'm saying? Right. But uh, on Tim Tebow's note, with, especially in the NFL, his platform has grown so much. He has do- He's done so much for the kingdom of God. He has a few missions um, across uh, overseas. He... He preaches and teaches in churches. He plays baseball now, and he's still glorifying the Lord and everything he's doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just recently got married. That was another thing a lot of people don't realize. They mocked Tebow for that. I don't know oh, if y'all remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when he know. said, I was a virgin, they, hey, you thought the media and all the people like, what, you haven't done anything? And it's, it's yeah. a choice that you have. And if you do it, you know, kudos mm-hmm. to him. But it shows how much the world does that. They wait, you're a virgin. They think is a is a blaspheme word, and that's a choice that some strange. people make. You know. Well, the the thing is though, was he a was he a homeschooler, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. And then he go then he go to Florida. Uh, Florida passed a law that yeah. homeschoolers could play sports. Right. That's what um, I heard. In a conversation me and Jordan had, I remember I said that's why I like playing softball so much because. Yes. Anthony, you remember growing up, we didn't have a chance to play uh, homeschool. And that's what's good about Louisiana now. There's these programs. There's one in New Iberia. There's one in Lafayette. It's starting to come out with them. Right. Um, Elijah Armitar uh, plays for Chris. uh, I forgot the name of the the team he plays, but SLCC is associated with him. And he played four years of high school football. UL sent a scout to look at four of the players, and he was one of them. Wow. Okay. So, and that's from a high school standpoint. You get what I'm saying? And that yeah. that, that was well, good. Well, the homeschooling thing, it grew a lot since because the schools are, are getting worse. So, Christian schools or Christian homeschooling is getting right. bigger now. And so, I think they're starting to realize now, you know, they have to do that now. And, and this is a private organization, but that's what Tebow and he got into Florida. And uh, he really didn't have that much trouble until he got to the NFL when they, you had the T-Bowling start and you had all that. Well, well, like I said, a lot of them, like Hollywood, NFL, uh, they're, 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 it's built into them anti-Judea Christianity. They bias against it. Right. And and they've been taught, you know, hey, you know, God does not exist. Christians are crazy. So it's you'd be surprised how they're anti-God. So I, that's why I encourage people to... Uh, you know, to start doing their own stuff the way things are going, you know. Well, but Jesus said you'd be persecuted, so. Right. That's nothing new. <laughs> I ain't gonna, I'm not going to spend too much time on the next topic because I didn't want to get into it. But um, Major League Baseball just got kicked off. They're 20 games or so in. Mm-hmm. And opening day, a San Francisco 49er baseball player. By the name of, 
Let's see. Sam Coonrod. Sam Coonrod decided to stand for the national anthem. And here's was his mm. words. His words were, I'm a Christian. He said, he told the media, so I just don't, I just believe that I can't kneel before anything besides God. So a major league baseball player coming out and telling the media, that's why he stood for the national anthem. So I agree a hundred percent with what he said here. So I just want to hear what, uh, what y'all think about Sam Coonrod and his decision there. I, I, it reminds me of Daniel. If you read the, uh, if you read chapter Daniel, uh, if you read in Daniel, I think it's chapter five or four. No, not four. Yeah, it's chapter five where he was thrown to the lions. Then he didn't want to. He didn't bow before anything. He just he he said he bowed before the king and he bowed before uh, God, and that was the only ones he bowed for. He wasn't bowing before an idol and everything. And uh, I watched the game. I remember. Um, Especially, guys, y'all know we, we're in current world events. We, we look at all this. All this protesting started, and we, I wanted to see what would happen, you know, especially sports. Uh, the kneeling came back for Colin Kaepernick. That was a question to ask Breeze and everything. It blew up in social media. And I went ahead, and I looked at that, and he wasn't just the only one. When the NBA bubble came out, Jonathan Isaac went ahead and made a statement let me see where I can find it. He said, I do believe that black lives matter, but I just feel like it was a decision I had to make. I didn't, I don't feel like putting that shirt on and kneeling what went hand in hand with supporting black lives. I believe that myself, my life has been supported by the gospel, Jesus Christ, and everyone is made in the image of God. And we are all for, uh, forged through God's glory. So that's one that these are two examples of not bowing down to the status quo. Um, well, this is the thing that, you know, I know people have the right to don't do it or not. I'm not saying that, you know, if you don't want to say pledge allegiance, that's you. That's your freedom of choice. But we got to realize something about the flag. It's not just a flag. You got to realize what that flag stands for. It stands for freedom. It stand, I mean, think about it, and I heard, I heard people say this already, and it's right. Without America, Hitler would have took over the world. It would be out without for the United States. It would be out for us. God knows if we probably, this country probably communist right now. It would be out for America and for that flag right now. And millions of men died during World War II, War I. This and those two wars alone, and World War II was even more. Millions of Americans died, including from people from other countries fighting for their freedom. So when you don't, when you say, most if you're a football player, and you say, well, I will not stand and honor the flag, you're dishonoring not only this flag, you're honoring those soldiers and all those people who die for well, you and, and to that, have the freedom. That's a whole you know? different issue in, yeah, in this, because we, we were talking more about yeah, Christian athletes, because look, the status yeah. quo yeah. would yeah. probably be, hey, you're going to kneel because it shows unity. Right, you're going right. to kneel because, look, is there anything wrong with the right. slogan, Black Lives Matter? Nothing. Everybody there's nothing matter. wrong. Right, right. But there's nothing wrong with the slogan. Right. Now, the organization that they created from that slogan yeah, a is a Morgan's thing. organization. So yeah. now we can go ahead and talk about different things. I don't disagree with protesting, but, you know, these Christian athletes had a choice. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And look, Jordan, you're right here, bro. We played it. We played against your team last week at the park for slow pitch softball. And why we all kneeled? We didn't kneel for a cause. We kneeled to praise honor to God. Now, 
Does everyone believe the same way that we believe? No. But I, I said a prayer and we all agreed. Look, we thank the Lord for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And when people see that, they're like, wow, that, that was their... That was their chance to present the gospel. Uh, Sam Coonridge, Coonridge and uh, Jonathan Isaac had their, that was their opportunity to present the gospel. And that's what you got to look to. Uh, same thing with Nick Foles. Nick Foles said a while back that one of his teammates ran up to him and said, Nick, Nick, we just won the Super Bowl. He's like, yeah, that's great. He goes, man, we got a chance to honor God right now. Mm. And that's an opportunity we need to take mm. to present the gospel and bring it to the now. Don't get me wrong. I with the with the issue with the kneeling for the anthem and all that. I have my own personal beliefs on that. Mm-hmm. But as for Christian athletes, we have to have that opportunity to stand up and present the gospel any way we can. Let me share something with y'all. The flag I respect very much. The flag that stands for this country. That flag is a symbol of freedom. Right. That's what it stands for. But the Bible says, every knee shall bow before the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That flag, I don't think, should be taken a knee for. Right. Mm. We shouldn't bow to that flag. Mm. Right. That right. flag is not a God. Right. And, and that's, what the, that's, that's what he did. He, they stood up. They decided they to stand up. up. Right. But y'all remember back in the NFL when everybody was kneeling down for mm-hmm. the flag? That's a dishonor to God. Right. Mm. Yeah. Okay? Right. And that's some, you know, I feel the Lord put that on my heart. Mm-hmm. But the flag is to be respected in every way. Because right. it's a symbol of freedom in right. this country. Right. It's a balance. It's a, it, it's a balance. There's a balance mm-hmm. to everything. But the Bible always said, every knee shall bow yeah. to the Lord thy mm-hmm. God. Right. And that's the way we should look at that. Right. That's and right. That, and that's, that's, right. that's why, like I said, it reminds me of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because look, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego right. is the same way. Right. And look, they didn't, they, not, they didn't bow. The, these two athletes, we they didn't, they didn't get thrown into a fiery furnace, but they went into a social media frenzy, which is just as bad. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because, you know, that that's the thing about Christian athletes, and that's their pressure. A lot of people think, oh, they're millionaires. They they can live the one. They, you know, Christian people are already under a microscope. When you go play sports, you're more into a microscope because, you, you, you know, they're, they're waiting for you to mess up. They're waiting for you to say a wrong word. They're waiting. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're right. waiting any way to bash you because you have the title of Christian behind mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. That, Isaac, there's a lot of people that carry the word Christian. Right. No, no, I understand yeah, that. But, but look, 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 we can yeah. go back towards Tim Tebow in the yeah. instance. Why was Tebow so... Scrutinized. Why was Tebow so looked at? Because, because of what he stood for right, mm-hmm. and he took for he stood for the gospel. And, and the thing is, he was out of the system. You know, you he didn't blend in with ways. the system yeah. like no. Logan's saying. Yeah, he didn't right. blend he in with everybody else. He was he totally was, yeah. separated. You see, right. he separated himself from everything else. Right. right, that's why they bashed him like they did. Amen. Right. You got some thoughts on that, Jordan? Or this is this will be my last thing on okay. on the subject for. The flag um, issue that's going on, mm-hmm. but an offensive tackle, and I don't want to bomb his his name, but I'm gonna give him my best <laughs> effort. Alejandro Villanova. Uh, okay, he was a West Point grad who served as an Army Ranger in Afghanistan. He stood silently by himself just outside the tunnel. Of the yeah, but I remember rooms. that. 
with his hand over his heart throughout the anthem at Chicago Soldier Field. That was a couple of years ago. Right. He played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I just wanted to see uh, your thoughts on a, a guy who served overseas who um, took a stand in that uh, time frame and situation. In that time frame, you know, I could I could honestly say that I, I respect him for that. You know, what what disheartened me was that his teammates weren't there to support him. Look, going back to Jonathan Isaac, you know, when he stood, the Orlando Magic came out and made a statement and said, "Look, we told the we told them they can kneel. We told them they could do." Mm-hmm. Every one of them players that got asked, they said, "Look, we wish he would have kneeled, mm-hmm. but we respect." He told everybody, "I'm standing. I'm mm-hmm. deciding not to wear." Um, I'm not deciding to wear a shirt. I'm not deciding to kneel. And they all supported him. In that incident, if I remember correctly, he none of his all his teammates stayed in the locker room. He was the only one in uniform that went out into the locker uh went into the tunnel and said the national anthem. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he also a uh, a veteran? I think he served in the military, huh? Again? I think, yeah, because he was at West Point. He was, he was a military guy. He was a veteran. The Steelers guy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so that that's one reason why he he did it. He in, he honored the flag in that way because he was military. Mm. And I'm not, I never was in the military. I don't know if anyone has been in here. But that's one of the first things they, they don't, you can't, a military person cannot drop the flag or let it stay on the ground. They have to pick it up. That's right. And that's that's a reverence that they have yeah. for that flag. And uh, that, that flag means a lot to us. Anybody that's in the military is going to respect the flag. Right. In that way. Anybody. Because they know what it stands for. Right. right. A lot of bloodshed was for that flag. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was a lot of bloodshed for that flag. And it's the same thing as we, because we don't worship the Bible. But for oh, the whole, the whole, the it. scriptures. Yeah, we honor it. Yeah, yeah we, we honor, honor the it. Bible because of the scriptures and because we honor it as the word of God. Right. You know. Well, uh, the thing I want to say about the flag issue, like, like not kneeling down or whatever. I was listening to. Um, I'm not trying to get off the subject, but I think it it is in a way. I was hearing a preacher from the '90s. He was talking about the the one world order, and he says one of the people who has plans for one world order. He said one of their goals were to to get this country into globalism or communism or whatever is to um, is to get people not patriotic towards their country, you know. And so when I that was in the nineties or eighties when I heard when I watched this video, and I when I started hearing this about some football players refusing to honor the flag whatsoever, and that brought to my attention. I said, man, there because when I was young. I mean, I never remember that. I mean, I'm I'm in my 30s, so I mean, I, I I'm not old like other people were, but still, I never remembered that when I was growing up. I mean, you are and see that that's what and that's I find I, it shocking for me. At my age, I've never seen the things that I've seen lately. Me either, at and I'm young. Age. And see that, and that down, that's what that's why he made so much of a big story. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's if he would have done that two years prior, when everybody was standing, nobody would have thought nothing of it. Yeah. But because he decided to stand up alone mm-hmm. for that for the flag and for what it represents, and you know there, there might be a lot of people that say, "Well, Colin Kaepernick really didn't protest the flag." We got video evidence that show that he said, yeah. "Yeah, I'm protesting the flag." Yeah. Now when now he originally sat down, I was more I was happy when he took a knee more because 
at least he had some reverence. You get what I'm saying? He wasn't right, sitting his respect. his uh behind down and just saying, "Well, I'm just not gonna stand for it." Right. And and look, back to the protesting issue. I don't disagree with anybody doing a protest mm-hmm. as long as it's peaceful. Right. And you know. Then there's some like me. I, I disagree with kneeling, but I'm not going to stop somebody from kneeling if they want to kneel, right. because that's their God-given right under the Constitution. And it just shows how much Christian athletes, or athletes in general, have an impact on their game they're playing. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick turned a whole league around. Mm-hmm. It just didn't affect one league. It affected. NBA, it affected the MLB, it affected uh, NHL, it affected all your major sports. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to Tebow, how many sports were doing the Tebowing? Remember when he would take the knee and they kneel? Yeah, I remember that. Tim Tebow affected multiple leagues as well. Mm-hmm. And it just shows how one person can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, like tonight, we're talking about Christian athletes and we bring up the subject. <laughs> Going back to, like I said, Jonathan Isaac and Sam Coonrod, uh, they had an impact. You know, for that, people was asking, why didn't you? And they brought out the gospel. And that's why we have to have an impact the way we do. Right. Well, two things I want to bring up. Uh, one, the reason why, and it's sad, and it does go it does go with this. Some people say, no, it don't, but it does. The reason why some of these people don't want to stand for the flag, sadly, they've been taught. Through, we have a new version of history today. We don't have, the, uh, how can I explain it? We have a version today that, that tells it's you been America's changed. evil. America's a dictator. America's trying to take over countries. And we're, we, 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 you know, we're brutal. We're cruel. I mean, you think about it. You grew up all your life. Mostly, mostly if you're African-American, you've been taught, well, your ancestors were forced to this country. And so you, don't, you shouldn't have no you know, honor to do it because you were forced here and this and that. So... And even it just how can I explain? People have been taught today that American flag is not a flag of freedom; it's brutality. Right. And so I do blame a lot of our our colleges and a lot of our communist people who are in there and socialists who are. And you look at the if you look at politics right now, not a Republican too, and most on the Democrat side, you can see that this thing of socialism, this thing America's evil, America's bad. Yeah, we're not perfect. Did we do everything right? No, of course not. But we did a lot better than other countries and other groups of people didn't do. Well, that, that's why you have a worldview. Yeah. And that's the, the, yeah. the, the, the soldier that we're talking mm-hmm. and the football player we're talking about that stood mm-hmm. in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. He was taught to reverence the flag. That's now right. we that's believe right. he was right in teaching mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't we don't know what Colin Kaepernick was taught, but you get what I'm saying. That you, it's the same thing with the biblical and the. The worldview. Mm-hmm. It's you know, do worldview. you have a biblical view or a worldview? What What are your What is mm-hmm. I believe, and I know it's on a different subject, but like abortion. Why do I believe abortion's wrong? Because because the Bible said God hates the person that sheds innocent blood. That's now, right. if someone has had an abortion, I'm not mocking them down. I'm right. going to say, look, pray and ask the Lord to heal your heart. But I, the reason I believe that is because the Bible says that, and if I believe that. That's all right, that's what I'm gonna. If the Bible says it, that's what I'm gonna believe, and that's what I'm gonna follow. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Bible says, "Be a light unto the world." These these football players, NBA players, all these players, they're a light. Tebow, like mm-hmm. we can go back to him. Tebow has shined so much. You know, don't put your light under a bushel. About the Bible says, and that's and, and then something Apostle Paul said. He said, you know, there was in the Bible where Apostle Paul and them. 
there were people arguing about some things. And he said, look, as long as the gospel is being preached. Right. He said, he said, it don't matter to me how it's being. I mean, it matters in a way. But he said, as long as the gospel is being preached. You know, so that's Boogie. what matters. It's not to get off the subject. But yeah. You were saying something about America's evil, America's this. and Yeah, that's what they've been taught. About about. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. And let's look at this. Yeah. What's the one country that's always went and mm-hmm. fought for other countries to for, help for, those for their countries? Freedom. Right. For their freedom. Us. What's the one country that did it? Us. America. Right. And then they want to call America evil. And we America's this, America's that. But we the only country that's ever went and fight for other countries to give them freedom, the freedom that we have because... Right. That's the that's the thing they and want. we didn't ask nothing in return. The and, only and, thing we and if you look at it, idea. if you look yeah. at it, yeah. the reason we have that freedom, mm-hmm. it's not because of the men and women that died for the flag that we carry. It's because of the Bible that the this country was built on. Exactly, and that's true. That's and, the truth. And 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 and, uh, and I like Golden Powell said the only thing we asked, we didn't ask for their land. All we asked was to look, bury our dead. Bury our dead. That's Amen. it. Yep. Hope that answered a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of some great men that come out of Louisiana, because we have some great men yep. that come mm. out of Louisiana that's as Christian athletes. Speaking of one by the name of Dustin Poirier, I don't know if you ever heard this story, but me and Holly um, first heard this on uh, ESPN. The story broke then. But Dustin Poirier... Um, let's see. It says he's more than just a fighting champion. Poirier has been labeled a people's champion by many for his good heart. The fighter has been using his prominence to help others with various charity efforts. Um, it says Dustin Poirier and his wife Julie honored the memory of a seven-year-old Aaron Hill by helping fulfill the young boy's dream as they sold memorabilia to help fund a playground for special needs children at Prairie Elementary School in Lafayette, Louisiana. So I just wanted to see what y'all y'all thoughts were on an outstanding young man that's right out of here in Lafayette, Louisiana that did a wonderful a wonderful thing there for a kid's dying wish. I heard something about him. Yeah, Dan, uh, Dan, yeah. Daniel Poirier, right? Something about Dustin, him. Uh, Dustin Poirier. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a UFC fighter. Well, he was yeah. last time. Oh, I, okay. He, um, yeah, I he's local him. from uh, Lafayette. Just not him, uh, Daniel Cormier, but too, is uh, from Opelousas, yeah. I believe. Um, I think that's great, you know, especially a local. You hear a lot of these um, these people, like Breeze. Breeze. Breeze is, you can call him from native from New Orleans now. He's been here so long. But Breeze has done so much for the community out here. And one of those is because his faith in the Lord. A lot of people don't re- realize that Breeze does have a connection in the Christian faith. Um, Dustin is the same. It, you, you hear all these people going out, but when you have somebody local, it's a it, it's great to see that they're they're reaching out to help the community. And um, I, I never met Dustin, but uh, I don't know how his faith is and what what he believes. But to do that, you got to have a you have to have a good heart. And you have to have a heart to help people, and that comes from from something inside of you. And it's, just, it's a good heart to to do what he did. That's right. Yeah. I had heard something about him a while back. Uh, but, yeah, he's got a good heart. He's done a lot for the community. 
Yeah. Mm. And like I said, he's originally from Lafayette. And uh, it's always nice to see someone with a big name like that mm-hmm. go to the big stage. Um, we're hoping I'm going to give props to him. Braxton King does get that high. You know, he's local. So and also I'm going to throw that out there. He's a sponsor from Under the Light. So that that helps him out as well. Mm. So talking about some, we're still talking about the sports here, and I'm going to start naming some guys who is very, uh, how can I say this, most religious in pro sports here. I'm just going to touch on a couple of them and see um, if you have any other ones you want to add. But um, first one I have is Tony Dungy. He's a retired NFL coach. He was with the uh, Colts for a while. Mm. But it says here that Tony Dungy is a deeply religious man who was appointed by former President George W. Bush to serve on the president's faith council. Dungy doesn't often Dungy often speaks publicly doesn't often speak publicly on religion, but rather takes public positions on certain issues and steps in to mentor troubled NFL players. The first one I have in Josh Hamilton, that played with the Texas Rangers. He had a well-reported history with uh, drug and alcohol abuse and called his recovery a a God thing. He's been mostly clean since 2005 and takes every opportunity to share his stories on how Jesus brought him back from the edge and what keeps him going today. Mm -hmm. You see, I think that's great when a football player, because a lot of, I mean, we don't want to admit or not, but not as an idol, but... You should not worship anybody, you know, as an idol, know who celebrity it is or who it is. But it's great when you can have a football player or somebody who's in the 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 spotlight like that, and they give a gospel like that, and they don't hide it, you know. And then so that that's a great thing, you know. I'm not saying everybody's gonna get saved and follow their feet, yeah. of course, but but you it's know, a good I, testimony. It's a good testimony, right? especially uh, Hamilton. I didn't know that he had trouble with uh, drugs. Drugs and alcohol, uh, alcoholism. I, I didn't know. Think. That's yeah. a hell of a testimony, though, for him to do what he did. Yeah. Right. Turn around like that. Oh, yeah. And it's just the reason why I think some people, they tack T-Bull like they did. I mean, they don't know, like like Jesus said, the blind will lead the blind and the world will love his own. I mean, they don't. I mean, you got to understand when you're in, uh, even they got good people in the football industry. I don't deny that. But you got to understand, you got a lot of people. You got beer companies that support, you know, these people. You have a lot of companies, a lot of people. They've got good ones, but they got companies who are pushing money. Their, 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 agenda, their agenda isn't yeah, God. So, their agenda is more money. Right. And so. you know how much millions, I mean, you probably know way more than me. me like this Bud Light, for example, they probably give but, millions of dollars. But going know? back to this guy that he just mentioned, the yeah. one that gave his life to Christ. And, mm-hmm. Turned his life around, and and you know, think of all the all the sport athletes, and you know, not just sport. You got movie star. Think of all these these that probably on drugs where he's at that's doing yeah. the same thing, you know, and that that can have a great testimony like that. Give their life to mm-hmm. Christ and, and turn their life around and and live for Christ, just like this guy. Did. Well, and I'm I'm gonna mention one, and then we're gonna let Jordan go ahead and uh, continue with the list. Um, Big Ben, big uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah. Do you know a while back he was in so much depression that he he was, I don't know if he was about to end his life, but he was about to call it quits. He thought he didn't have nothing left. And mm. you know what helped Ben Roethlisberger get through his time of difficulty? 
Christ. He lit, well, yeah, it was Christ, but he got he turned on the radio and heard Toby Mac's song "City on Our Knees" and talking about every knee will bow, every tongue. Every, it was a, that's right. And he broke down. He stopped on the side of the road and he cried. And he called Toby Mac, and Toby Mac witnessed to him. And him and Toby Mac are good friends today. So you see. That was a that was a star that was going through trials and tribulation just like us. And We're God, like no, God and God God it. used it for His glory his for glory. a testimony. And you got to realize, right. I'm gonna make it quick. People think, like, if you look at these football players and you look at these actors or singers, whatever in the entertainment industry, you will look at these people. Man, they got fame. They have millions of dollars and they have nice cars and they have they can have all the women and people they want whatever and they're miserable most of right. them so it shows you that you know those things cannot feel right a, 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 an empty things. heart that's right right, right. only christ, christ only christ can fill an empty heart and his promises materials, yeah. materialistic things does not feel an like, empty like heart. jesus said they'll 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 blow like the wind they'll they'll go away just like that one scripture mm-hmm. what what does it profit a man, man to, to gain, gain the, the whole world, world but yet lose his soul. soul so you know you what gotta look at that yeah you know so who else we got, George? I got uh, two last ones here. And uh, I know we talked about Kurt Warner a little bit earlier, right. but we didn't go into detail about Kurt. So uh, Kurt Warner is a retired NFL yep. quarterback. Mm. Him and his wife, Brenda, are devoted evangelist Christians. Mm. Um, after winning the Super Bowl with the Rams and being named the game's I MVP, Kurt Warner. Warner famously thanked Jesus, his mm. Lord and Savior, before answering any post-game questions. <laughs> Warner believes in faith, healing, and believes that God healed him from a serious concussion he suffered in 2000. Right. And um, mm. You want to touch on that or you want me to read the second one? Uh, Kirk uh, Warner, you can you can go ahead. Is it the, uh, by his holy? But, uh, touch on that one. Uh, can I ask you a question? Did he yeah. play with the Rams? Is he the one play with the Rams? Yeah, he was number Kurt thirteen. Did play with the Rams. Okay, yeah. I remember him when I was young. Yeah, that you was don't that you don't follow foot. Oh shoot, that was that was in that, the that 90s. Super Bowl was in ninety nine. Yeah, that was in the nineties. I, I believe I was, it was, I, they were playing the Titans. They were playing the Titans. Yeah, Kurt Warner. Yeah, Kurt Warner was well, that was your favorite team growing yeah, up. Was the Rams? Time, yeah, we thought you was a traitor in the family because we were all Saints fans, and you you go for the rival Rams that was in our division. Come on, boogie. Like it used to be, but yeah, the Rams to be. Hey, hey, that's a come on, man, from ESPN. Mo, come on, man. By the way, I don't think the Rams was never the same when he left. To be honest, no, they were. No, no, they were. They were. They had a little, a little run. Yeah, they did. Two years ago, they made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, two but years that's ago. That's it. right. They it, had a run. It, it, yeah, because they, uh, no, yeah. it wasn't Nick Foles that was the uh, quarterback. It was, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the uh, Garoppolo. No, that's Garapp- the 49ers. Grammo, something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, so, it was some. Well, did you know he actually made a kid's video? Yeah, grow, growing yeah. up, we, yeah. we watched. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, he wanted, talking about Christian athletes. Uh, yeah, he was on it. Mm-hmm. Kirk Warner, man, and I can't remember the name of the, the, the cartoon, but it was two shows. It was it, sport. Yeah. They, they, he took a baseball, basketball, and they all came alive, and they thought and it was talked. real, yeah. and it was real educational at the same time, spiritual as well. But there. Kirk yeah. Warner, yeah, Kirk Warner. Sh- so, how he is he now? He must oh. be good. He's retired now. I know. Yeah. He's probably he got in his 50s he's a, now. Yeah. Or, yeah, he got to be, yeah. Yeah, he also won. No, he went played in the Super Bowl with the uh, the Cardinals too. That was Jared Goff. Jared yeah. Goff, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, they played against the Patriots and the yeah, Patriots. True Patriots. that. True yeah, that. Right. True. But I, are they from California now? They yeah, California? they moved the. Yeah, the Rams moved well, to California. Before um, they were in 
the St. Louis. St. Louis now they're in Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. But Kurt Warner is 49. 49. 49. Okay, I figured that he was close in his 50s. I remember now. Kurt Warner when he was young. I remember I, I remember yeah. Kirk Warner because that was the first Christian athlete that That's what I heard I seen. Back in the years when I used to watch football with my dad, I remember the Rams being one of the the, the greatest team. show on turf. I mean, they were really, really good. And he's one, one of them. Well, the greatest show on turf. You can't lie. That was, yeah, Kirk Warner. You had uh, Marshall Falk. You had uh, Holt. Then you had Isaac Bruce. Yeah. And then their defense was stout. Their I just defense was you, stout. You couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't do nothing with that defense. Mm. Okay. This will uh, be my final one that I'm going to touch on tonight. Sure. Mariana Rivera. Oh, Lord, another one. Okay. He was a closer for the Yankees. Um, at one time, they said that more people walked on the moon than he walked in the postseason for baseball. Wow. Cool. So, here's okay. what I have on Rivera. Yankees pitcher Mariano Rivera and his wife, Sierra, who has known who has he known since elementary school or devoted Christians. Right. Rivera's upbringing was, wasn't particularly religious, but that all changed after becoming born again in his mid-20s. He believes that everything happens for a reason and cites the Yankees' 2001 World Series loss as proof. Had the Yankees won Game 7, teammate Enric Wilson would have remained a, in New York a few extra days and would have flown to his home in the Dominican Republic on American Airlines flight 587, which crashed after takeoff and killed all 260 on board. Wow. Rivera's pitching glove is inscribed with the Bible verse Philippines 413. Wow. So, mm. so that I'm going to close it out with Mariana Rivera and y'all thoughts on that right there. Oh, that's a good testimony. Because, yeah. you know, you know, the Bible says everything works out good to them that love him. All, all according to purpose. Yeah, call, call to his purpose. Mm-hmm. Um that game seven, they they lost that game seven, correct? Mm-hmm. If they would have lost the game before or won the game before, that wouldn't have got that game seven. That person would have died. A lot of people would have got hurt. You get what I'm saying? And we, you know, there was a baseball player that passed away a while back in the baseball community, mm. seeing it. And I know we're not on that scale, but playing playing on a field with these guys and knowing all these people, it, you start to have a you have a community. And that that stopped hurting. Everything does have a purpose. God always has something in plan. And, you know, you were talking about this picture. It reminds me of what Nick Foles said the same way. Nick Foles was in a press conference and asked him when he hurt his knee when he was in Jacksonville. And he said, look, I don't believe in purpose-driven. I don't believe in word of fates. And he was talking about prosperity. He said things happen for a reason. Mm. Things happen for a reason for God to show us something. Or to, you know, to, to bring, God God has a purpose for everything that happens. And that's why, as a believer, I believe he's sovereign. He, he knows what's going to happen before we even think about it. It's just, the Lord, the Lord has perfect things designed it, to do something to help or to hurt. It's to glorify him. Right. Mm-hmm. He's always wanting to be glorified. That's right. He's always wanting to be lifted up, and he wants people to notice Right, and, and that that's the thing. that that Look, Philippians 4.13, he had in his gloves. Same thing Tim Tebow wore in his eyes. Um, that that whole interview was glorifying the Lord. The Lord. Mm-hmm. And that that's going back to that point is 
Christian Atlee's impact on, on the games Everything they play. God does, he does it to draw attention, to make Amen. people right. know that he's there and he can do miracles. And and the thing is, God gives certain gifts, right. you know, to these football players, and God gives certain gifts to people. And thank God some of them are glorifying God with it. You know, so that's a good thing, you know. So, Jordan, I got a question for you on this topic. We brought up all these, these sports figures and everything. In your opinion, how important is the impact? We brought a little bit about it, but in that incident and Kirk Warner and Nick Foles, all these examples, what do you think the impact for Christianity, you think is a big impact? You think these people are touching people with that? or? Yeah, it's a huge impact because the last few years they've lost thousands and millions of viewers, attendees because of what's going on in today's world right now, and people don't want to be – a part of that people don't want to watch that and people who stand up and show them that we're not just going to give it all all to them we're going to fight for what we think is right we're going to fight for christian entity into into sports and we're not just going to have it uh, a players union it's going to be about the fans the players the coaches the people who are in the organizations so i think that it's a huge impact and people who take the stand like that it's um hats off to them and i th- applaud them and it takes a real man to stand up for what he believes in and not everyone's going to do it and um like you said tebow was one of them that did it and he got criticized for it um others are doing it now and getting yep. pr- praised for it so you just don't know what's going on in this crazy world now but i'm still a believer in christ and i'm still a believer in sports and i would like to see it continue like what we've seen with the Kurt Warner days and the Tebow days, but as where we're going now, who knows where um, the direction we'll be heading in the next few years or few months. And right. I'm going to, I'm going to add a point on that because I'm going to ask y'all the same question, guys, as we close this out, what's the impact of Christian at- athletics and Christian, uh, Christians being part of sports? Cause like I said, a lot of people don't, they, they say we shouldn't have it. Mm. Um, Kirk Warner, Gave praise to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow gave praise to Jesus. Um, Jonathan Isaac gave praise to Jesus. All these great athletes that are out there, they, they praise Jesus. And I'm going to say this. You know what makes them more impactful than anything? Football is a number one. Mm-hmm. Baseball is a number one. Uh, a- any sport ain't number one. Their heart is fixed on Christ. And that's why they have an impact. Because you notice there's a lot of people out there that say, well, we're Christians. And when they start, when the press starts asking about it, they, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. And they mm-hmm. try to start, they try to sh- go away from the question. And I agree with Jordan on that. When they stand up and they say, look, we are believers. When they say, we praise our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Christ is number one. I think there's a place for everything, you know, sports, you know, uh, uh, I mean, the Christian athletes you're talking about. I, I, I believe that, you know, if you have a Christian athlete and he's playing football or he's playing baseball, he's playing hockey, whatever he plays, if Jesus Christ is the focal point and the center of it and Jesus is first, there's nothing wrong with playing the sports, mm-hmm. you know, as long as they're lifting up, up Jesus in there, you know, as long right. as Jesus is being mentioned, there's right. nothing wrong with playing the sports. Right. That glorifies God. That yeah. brings glory to God. I, I believe that with all my heart. Right. I really do. 
Well, the thing in my case, like, uh, I mean, I wish more kids were out there. Like, when I was growing up, I mean, they, they, they didn't have, like, all the technology and stuff we had today. You know, they went play outside. We had Super Tindles. We had a little something like that. But but you need to remember those days. Uh, yeah, I mean, but uh, we didn't, like, didn't have the Internet like we have today. So we were mostly outside playing one way or another sports or playing Cowboy Indians, whatever, yeah. you know. But the thing is, uh, I believe that sports is really good for you to go out there and do something you know i believe it's a good exercise you know now we shouldn't put it before god you know you know like anything else like tv there's nothing wrong with tv is what's on it and make sure you don't put it before god so there's some things in this world there's nothing there there, it's nothing wrong with it per se it's what you do with it and there's some things you know according to the bible you you know is wrong no matter what and there's some things that's neutral Look, yeah. Well, you look at yeah. after the games are over yeah. for football, all the guys go in the middle of the field right. and pray together. Right, so right. It's, you just don't you just don't know what what's going to be happening from here on out. But that's a statement there where all of them come together after a, a football game that they just played and kneel in the fifty yard line to give praise to Jesus, keeping everyone right. safe, safe travels home, right. and being able. To play the great game that they love, so and see, I was about to say the same thing because Boogie, you was just saying how, you know, they did they outspoken. They we do the same thing. A lot of people don't realize that that playing slow pitch softball, you get to know everybody. Me and me and Jordan, we met at a ballpark. You get what I'm saying? And that we, but we do the same thing. And you know how many people have come mm-hmm. up to me and said, "Bro, man, you pray. You must be a minister. You, must, I'm just a servant of the King." That's yeah. right. I'm right. just a servant of the king. Right. Yeah, I, I can go tell him, look, I got a podcast. I help out in ministry at church. Yeah. But, you know, if you go there, you're, trying to, you're boasting on yourself. If you you're say, look, I'm just a right. servant of the king. And all them people that are hanging out, that are praying with me, that, that's a chance if they're struggling in life or, you know, just to, to meet brothers and sisters in the faith. In that, other words, it's being a light. It's being that's a light. It is. It's being a light. In a world. That's right. And look, like, said, I like, I like, in a dark world. I like how you right. said that, Jordy. Praying and giving thanks to Jesus and thanking him for the sport they love. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's what right. we need to go. Being a light in a dark world is so important. Yeah. Amen. Most that little bit of light. Now. That little bit of light. Yeah. Well, look, guys, that's we're going to go ahead and end it right there tonight. Jordan, great, great topics tonight. Thank you for coming on and helping mm-hmm. us out in this topic of Christian athletics and everything. Hope you come back. Yeah, we're gonna have to do it again yeah. soon, and um, we'll be better prepared next time. Oh we, yeah, we put, I put this together <laughs> in an hour. Well, so. the thing of it is, look, hey, I don't yeah. blame you. You know, we had we we got Corona's been going on all year. Then we got uh, we have two storms that wanna. It just, but yeah. we're gonna be better next time. And hey, look, this was a good topic, my brother. Well, I love. Well, I called you at what a little bit after lunch today and said, yeah, hey, games are canceled. Are y'all still doing y'all show? Well, at first I asked you how y'all show went last yeah. night because I didn't see it to watch it. And um, that's when we um, last second show again. Yeah. yeah. But that's the best type of shows. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the best yeah. type of shows. Now, when you when you called and uh, we had we had some ready plan, but like we said, I, I think this was God because this was a good topic. Um, I worked late last night. Bo and you were tired because you worked all night. Boogie, Boogie was just like, man, I, I'm I'm – I'm beat, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. Everything worked out, and we talked about it earlier. Everything happens for God's purpose, and I think I think we we brought out some good topics tonight, and we the Lord's gonna bless it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, but Jordan, next time we will see you, and uh, 
Let us know where we can find Under the Lights one more time. Yeah, you can catch us on our Facebook page at Under the Lights, or you can go to our Instagram page at Under the Lights, and um, keep a lookout for future shows, future guests, and future live streams. Got a lot of got a lot of the rest of the year that we'll be putting out stuff, so you can find us there. Got a lot of merchandise for sale. Also, uh, hats and jerseys are going out. I know you you talked about getting both, so yep, you can find pictures of them there. Amen. And we're gonna go ahead and share the information when they're available. Just let us know. Bowen, Anthony, we'll see y'all next week. We got a great yeah. topic lined up for next week. Yeah. Bo, you, you're excited about I'm it. I can excited. see you excited about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, a subject yeah. I think that needs to be touched on. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. guys, y'all be waiting for that podcast. Also, hit like and subscribe wherever you're listening to. We'll talk to y'all next week. And as always, God bless.